Are you ready? Welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. Anthony here with you again. Week one is in the books. Week two is in the books. And that pesky injury bug bit again. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're going to take a look at week two and some of the action. Yeah, we found Oh, ball's out. Being returned by Brandon Dozier. This was the downfall of the Red Blacks against Calgary a year ago. A defensive touchdown on short yardage. It popped out of the hands of Tyree Adams. And the Calgary Stampeders take advantage and they go cut themselves a wood cookie. A wood cookie? What? All right, anyway. Uh, the first game takes us back and we start the same way we started in week one with the Calgary Stampeders. This week, they traveled out to Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. And it was the Calgary Stampeders coming out on top 26-15. Thanks in part to that big Brandon Dozier 30-yard fumble return that took it right back into the house for the touchdown. And Jake Mayer looked a little, actually way more impressive than he did in week one. 22 for 33, 332 yards, one TD, but again, there was that interception. Diedrich Mills took most of the carries for 19 of them for 102 yards. His longest was an 11-yard carry, and he took one in to the end zone for a touchdown as well. Jake Mayer also rushed one in too. Reggie Bagleton, the man himself, had a huge day. Eight receptions, 141 yards. His longest was a 30-yard catch. And then, of course, Malik Henry looking in top form. Seven catches for him for 108 and a touchdown. And Trey Odoms Dukes has another week with some outstanding football. He had three catches for 54 yards. But again, that defense for the Stampeders looked way better than they did the week before. For Ottawa, Nick Arbuckle, as I said last week, Nick Arbuckle does as he does. 12 for 21, he only threw for 108 yards and he threw for an interception as well. And there wasn't really much going on for the Red Blacks as well. Of course, they are missing the big powerhouse, Jeremiah Masoli. I think everyone, including myself, can't wait to see him make his return. Ottawa goes into the bye week this coming week, so week four is hopefully when we're going to see Jeremiah back on the field. Lendover in one. Gets a nice roll, too. Chasing Grant inside the 20. He breaks out to the left. They keep coming. Morgan Hughes. He is breaking free. Janarian Grant still on his feet. Still in bounds. Inside the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Winnipeg. Janarian Grant strikes again, bobbing and weaving through the Saskatchewan missed tackles, although they weren't tackling very good to begin with, and takes it 90 yards into the house. The second game this week saw Winnipeg travel out to Saskatchewan to take on the Rough Riders. And as I figured in my preview part of the episode last week, it was a thrashing. 45-27 Bombers, and they took it and now are undefeated yet again. The Bombers continued on their path of dominance. Zach Kolaris, 23 for 31, 288, two touchdowns and no interceptions. Brady Oliveira, 10 rushes for only 42 yards this week, while Dalton Schoen came in and had a great game. Eight receptions, 145, and a touchdown. Wolotarski also had five catches for 66 and a touchdown as well. 
On the other side, Trevor Harris, only 29 for 41, but he threw 405 yards and three touchdowns. Trevor Harris looked great this week. And also, Jamal Morrow, he had six carries for only 25 yards. Trevor Harris actually moved the ball himself on the ground. He had three rushes for 23. Sean Bain Jr., of course, was the star of the show yet again this week. Great signing by the Riders, taking him out of Calgary. Six receptions for 125. Taking the handoff. Soft pass into the end zone. One-on-one. Touchdown, B.C. Dominic Rhymes. Adams to Rhymes hooking up again for the third time this season. Next up, the most exciting part about this game was the opening show with LL Cool J opening up BC Place and kicking off the BC Lions home opener. Unfortunately, the rest of the game was pretty boring. The Edmonton Elks came out to BC and were shut out 22 to nothing by the now 2-0 BC Lions. The BC Lions starter Vernon Adams Jr., 25 for 35, 319, one touchdown and an interception as well. Meisel went 18 carries for 93 yards, his longest was 10. And Dominic Rimes only had four catches for 63 yards and a touchdown because he ended up leaving the game partway through uh, the third or fourth quarter. I can't remember what it was. And he is actually now ruled out for the next game. On the other side, uh, Taylor Cornelius went 13 for 22 for only 101 yards and he threw an interception. And nothing seems to be going right out there. Dunbar Jr. had five catches for 46 yards, and Geno Lewis only had one catch for nine yards for the entire game for the Edmonton Elks. I don't know what's going on out there in Edmonton, but now 0-2 and being shut out this week is not a good look for Coach Jones. Ten play of the drive here. Mitchell pumps. Nobody to look for. Throws it back across his body. Up into the end zone and intercepted. It is Stiggers. No college ball required. Welcome to the CFL, Quantes Stiggers. Nice. Don't know why Bo threw this one, and he's probably asking himself the same question. Bo Levi Mitchell throws an interception to rookie Quantes Stiggers from the 10-yard line into the end zone. That's exactly how the Hamilton Tiger Cats season has been going this year. The finale this week showed the Toronto Argonauts, the reigning, defending, Grey Cup champions hosting the Hamilton Tiger Cats in their season premiere, and the Argonauts trounced the Tiger Cats 32-14. to For Toronto, Chad Kelly, 14 for 23, 213 yards. AJ Oliette, 13 carries for 60 yards himself. Chad Kelly actually ran three touchdowns into the end zone. Curly Gittens had a great day, 3 for 38. But the star of the show, DeMonte Coxie, who had six receptions for 131 for the Argos. For the Hamilton Tiger Cats, however, not so good. Bo Levi Mitchell, 16 for 24, no touchdowns through two interceptions, ended up leaving the game with an undisclosed lower body injury. Friend of the podcast, Matthew Schultz, stepped in 13 for 14, 115 yards, and a touchdown, exactly how we knew the man would be. 
James Butler, of course, carrying the load. 16 carries for 157 yards and a touchdown. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats were able to pass the ball around quite a bit. Dakeel Williams was the biggest target of the day where he was able to bring in six catches for 102 yards. Well, that was week two. Stick around. We'll be right back and we'll get into some news and some injuries. I'm Matthew Schultz, quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and you're listening to Around the CFL Podcast. Hamilton Tiger Cats head coach Orlando Steinhauer has ruled out franchise quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell for Friday's home opener against the Montreal Alouettes. Mitchell left during the fourth quarter of Sunday's loss to the Toronto Argonauts at BMO Field with what the team called a lower body injury. As we were just talking about, he didn't really do much in the way of completions, but friend of the podcast Matthew Schiltz stepped in and he actually played fantastic. Schiltz started three games for the Ticats in 2022, posting a 2-1 record. He threw for 935 yards and four touchdowns and two interceptions and ran the ball really well 28 times for 152 yards and one touchdown. And Schiltz will be starting on Friday night as the Montreal Alouettes travel out to Hamilton to take on the Ticats in their home opener. In other news, the BC Lions will get star receiver Lucky Whitehead back from injury when they take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday with the Battle of the Undefeateds. But with Lucky Whitehead coming back, there is a downside as Dominic Rimes will miss the game due to a foot injury. Whitehead was a full participant in practice this week, returning from a hamstring problem that kept him out the last week's 22-0 victory over the Edmonton Elks. He did make three catches for 28 yards in the season opening victory over the Calgary Stampeders. And speaking of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, their running back Brady Oliveira has been listed as doubtful for Thursday's game due to a thorax injury. He did not participate in practice with the club this week. The 25-year-old ball carrier left last week's win over the Saskatchewan Roughriders midway through the fourth quarter. He is currently the league's second leading rusher with 32 carries and 155 yards and one touchdown this season. And finally, no surprise here, Gino Lewis was making his feelings heard when reflecting on the Edmonton Elks' loss to the BC Lions, which saw the team suffer its first shutout in 47 years. He said shutouts are unacceptable and they are an embarrassment for them as pros going out there. He said we've got to score regardless of how everything's going. Lewis told the media in Edmonton, I don't feel like BC's defense really did anything to stop us from doing anything. We just didn't capitalize on the opportunities. He only had one catch in the entire game, and I don't know what's going on, but I've been saying for a while now, Cornelius may not be the man, and Gino is already getting fired up. Alright, now let's get into some power rankings. For me, it looked very similar as it did last week with only one minor change. Winnipeg Blue Bombers still taking that top spot. Second up is the BC Lions. For me, Toronto still is staying in that third position. Montreal Alouettes had the bye this week and I still think they're doing enough to stick in number four. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are still sitting at five. For me, up two spots at six now is the Calgary Stampeders, who had a way better showing than what they had in week one. Of course, they were playing the Red Blacks, but still, we are going to give the Stampeders that benefit of the doubt. 
Hamilton is still sitting in 7. For me, Edmonton drops 2 spots down to number 8. And finally, bringing up the bottom of the pack again for the second straight week is the Ottawa Red Blacks. Alright, week 3 is about to kick off on Thursday with the BC Lions who are 2-0 heading out to Winnipeg to take on the Bombers who are also 2-0 in this big battle of the undefeateds. Of course, Lucky Whitehead is coming back. Dominic Rhymes unfortunately is out. I think that Rhymes is a more power receiver than Lucky Whitehead is. All in all, I'm going to say that the Bombers are going to take this one and move to 3-0. Unfortunately, the Lions are going to take the L here and go to drop down to 2-1. Next up on Friday night, it is the 1-0 Montreal Alouettes going out to Hamilton to take on the 0-2 Hamilton Tiger Cats. And as much as I absolutely love Matthew Schultz, he's going to have a great game. He is going to have a lot of yards. He's going to be very accurate. I think he is going to do very well in this game. But I still think Cody Pajardo has that chip on his shoulder. And the Montreal Alouettes will be moving to 2-0 on this one, while the Ticats will drop to 0-3. Next on Saturday, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who are 1-1, are heading out to Calgary to take on the Stampeders, who are also 1-1. In past, Calgary has had really good success against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I am going to say that the Stampeders will take this one at home. Uh, offense has got to start clicking more. Unfortunately, Kadeem Carey is on that six-game injured list. The defense is starting to come together, and I just don't think Saskatchewan has it, even though Trevor Harris did show signs of very much improvement in the last game. And then finally finishing out the week on Sunday, the Toronto Argonauts are going to head out to Edmonton. The Argos are 1-0, taking on the 0-2 Elks. There's still a lot of problems in Edmonton, and I think this one is not even going to be close. I think the Argos are going to move to 2-0, and unfortunately Edmonton is going to move to 0-3, and this could be the year that Coach Jones might be looking at an early exit. He has never been fired from a job before, but, I mean, two bad seasons. This one is not going well already. Who knows how much longer the Elks organization are going to allow this to keep going. Well, that is it for us this week. Of course, you can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Around the CFL Podcast. And you can find us on all platforms, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, Google, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And of course, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. I posted recently on social media that the suggestion box is also open now. If there's someone you would like us to reach out to to get on the show or topics you want to discuss, shoot us a message and I would be happy to get it on here or do what I can to bring that guest on for you. And that is about all for me right now. I will be back next week with the same round and see if I can get a special guest in here to chat about some more Canadian football. That is it for us, and we'll see you later.